0: Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, and in my professional opinion, the most credible source on evaluating prospects entering the NFL Draft. Today is the day I am going to give you my big board, my top 50 players in the 2018 NFL Draft regardless of position. I'm excited to do this show because it's a little bit different for me. What I'm used to doing is a, a whole lot of uh, whole lot of breaking down players and going into the very specifics. If you haven't heard my last episode, I, I definitely suggest uh, that you check it out. Uh, a lot of people are high on Sam Darnold, and I'm one of them as well. But on the last show, I actually broke down all 12 of his interceptions and talked about how these problems are probably going to affect him at the next level. Unless he fixes it. So uh, if you have not checked out that one, uh, definitely, definitely do so. But today, like I said, I'm giving you my top 50 player list. And uh, I'm not going to give a full on evaluation. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. So I'm going to start off with my 50th best NFL draft prospect in the 2018 draft, Mike Kosicki, the tight end from Penn State. All right, my 50th best NFL prospect in the 2018 draft or college prospect, excuse me, is Mike Kosicki, like I said, the tight end from Penn State. Uh, You guys have heard my evaluation on him. I think the guy is a tremendous receiving option. His weaknesses are really that, uh, you know, I don't think he necessarily has the strongest hands, and I think sometimes he may drop some balls after contact. But when you want to look at a vertical downfield threat as a tight end, uh, in terms of doing that, he is the best in the draft. Not the best blocker. Don't even say, I, I don't even know if I would say he's the best receiver, but uh, you want to talk about a guy that will be a big mismatch and give you a lot of big plays down the field. Mike Isecki is your guy. Uh, I do apologize. Usually uh, on all the episodes, um, as I'm going through each clip, uh, you know, I'm giving you the player's name and their ranking. I'm not going to do that today for the reason I'm just going to go through these pretty quickly. Uh, so my number, my 49th best, best prospect in the 2018 draft is Dante Jackson, the cornerback from LSU. The guy has great athleticism. Uh, there's, there's a lot to like about him. Not a finished product, but definitely someone who I think can have uh, potentially a good career in the NFL. Number 40, Number 48, and again, I'm going to repeat these. So far, number 50, we have, we have Mike Aseki, 49, we have Dante Jackson, 48, my 48th top prospect is Luke Falk, the quarterback from Washington State. Luke Falk is a clean pocket passer with arguably, in my opinion, the third best placement of any quarterback in this draft. There's a lot to like about how he plays from the pocket. Doesn't necessarily have the arm strength that I believe you truly need, uh, so I see him you know, as someone that has a chance to be a starter, maybe a backup, but if he is a backup, I definitely think he'll be one of the better ones in the league. Uh, my 47th uh, best prospect in the eight, 2018 draft is Lorenzo Carter from Georgia. The guy can play 3-4 outside linebacker, not a finished product, but has a high, ver- has a high potential uh, to really continually get better um, as an edge rusher. Uh, can play in a 3-4 or 4-3, so... Uh, but I think primarily his best fit is a 3-4. He is my 47th best player in the draft. Um, What I'll do just to make things easy is uh, after every 10 players, I will just give you a summary of those 10 players. Uh, Number 46 is Colton Miller. uh, Huge, huge offensive lineman. Uh, I think a guy that has, you know, a lot of potential and really a lot of upside compared to some of these other offensive linemen. Uh, You know, to me... You know, there, there's there's some good things to like about him. Not a finished product, you know. I'd like to see him, you know, do a better job in terms of gaining leverage and a couple other things, but still a guy that I think, you know, can be a good pro. Uh, number 45 is Harrison Phillips, the defensive lineman from Stanford, defensive tackle. Uh, to me, um, you know, kind of, you know, you've I've heard comparisons to Kyle Smith, and, uh, you know, I definitely think that there are— there are definitely some some comparisons there. Uh, Harrison Phillips, you know, is a guy that I think will be tremendously good uh, against the run game, um, and you know, to me, a guy that you know, if I if I was a betting man, I would say he will have a good uh, NFL career. Number forty-four is Dante Pettis, the wide receiver from Washington. Uh, Dante Pettis can return kicks. He can run the full route tree. And, you know, he does get good separation on his routes as well. So uh, I think he's a bit of a sleeper pick. Lots to like about him. And that is Dante Pettis, my 44th best player in the draft. Number 43 is going to be Dallas Goddard, the tight end from South Dakota State. Dallas has great upside. Um, you When you want to look at uh, versatility for a tight end, he might be the most versatile one in the draft. When you want to talk about his... His, his actual ability as a blocker, um, his ability to be a mismatch, um, you know, the guy really can do it all. Not my best tight end in the draft, but, uh, you know, I just love his versatility because you can also line up Dallas uh, in the slot and on the outside, so definitely some versatility there. Uh, number 42, Harold, Harold Landry from Boston College. The edge rusher um, has some good upside there to me don 't uh, have to see you know what he does in the pros, but for me, uh, I think there 's a good chance he could be successful and again if I'm, if i 'm one hundred percent confident that someone 's going to be a great player in the pro i 'm in the pros i 'm going to say it if i 'm not sure i 'm not sure for me uh, i 'd like to see a little more, so a verdict is not in on him yet for me uh, number forty one is carry on Johnson, the running back from Auburn Carry uh, on Johnson. One of the most versatile players in the draft, uh, just like I mentioned Dallas Goddard was. And that is also a clue. Go back and listen to my episode, Top 15 Most Versatile Players in the Draft. But what I like about Carryon Johnson is he can do a lot of different things. Uh, he, he has great versatility in the screen game, great route runner, um, tremendous, tremendous catching hands for a tight end, really, I mean, for a running back, really, really good hands for a running back. Um, and he runs hard. And not only does he run hard, you know he's willing to block he's not the biggest guy. Uh, I do definitely have some concerns about his durability but um, but yeah no he is uh, he's someone that definitely i think is one of the fifty best players in the draft that 's why I ranked him my forty first best player. My fortieth best player is Connor Williams, the offensive tackle from Texas. Uh, in, in, ter- in terms of actual skill, uh, I, think, I think there's quite a bit to like about Connor Williams. Uh, to me, I, I think you can probably plug and play him uh, at right tackle in the first couple years of his career. So that is it for my first 10. So I'm going to go now and just recap these 10 players for you real quick. All right, so recapping players 50 through 40. And actually, that was 11 players technically. So uh, number 50 was the tight end, Micah Siki from Penn State. Number 49 was Dante Jackson, the cornerback from LSU. Number 48 is my sleeper QB, Luke Falk, the quarterback from Washington State. Think he he could be a big draft steal. Number 47, Lorenzo Carter, the edge rusher from Georgia. 46, Colton Miller, offensive tackle, UCLA. Number 45, Harrison Phillips, defensive lineman from Stanford. Number 44, Dante Pettis. Wide receiver from Washington. 43, Dallas Goddard, tight end from South Dakota State. 42 is Harold Landry, the edge rusher from Boston. 41 is On Johnson, the running back from Auburn. And 40 is Connor Williams from Texas. So now, and he's also an offensive tackle. So now, let me give you the next 10 players. Players 39 through 30. Good. You can do math. All right, so moving on. Players 39 through 30. I have Rashawn Evans, the linebacker from Alabama, a guy that is highly versatile, can do a lot of different things on the defensive side of the ball, but still thinks he needs uh, some time to develop into more of a pro, um, a bit raw in my opinion, but uh, definitely a guy that has a great upside, and I believe a lot of versatility, not saying he can't come into the league and be great year one, uh, he has great ability, but uh, not as finished a product to me as some of the other linebackers, but still... He's the 39th best player on this list, and uh, he's there for a reason. Uh, when I go to the 38th best player, it is the nation's leading rusher, Rashad Penny from San Diego State University, a guy that I think is highly underrated in this draft. Could be, could be a great draft steal. Uh, he's actually one of my top 20 draft steals that I projected. Uh, I think you know the guy is learning. He's he's going to get better. Uh, in terms of the screen game as a pro, uh, what his great upside is, is that he just runs with so much tenacity. I don't know if, I don't know if I've seen any running back who moves his feet and his legs as fast as he does. I'm not saying he's the fastest running back, but damn, he does run hard. Uh, Rashad's got good vision and a lot of other things that I like about him. So he is my 38th best, best prospect entry in the NFL draft. Moving on to my 37th. Best prospect, it's Christian Kirk, the wide receiver from Texas A&M. Uh, I like Christian Kirk and Dante Pettis for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, Christian Kirk uh, is someone like Dante Pettis. They can both return kicks, they can both run the full route tree, and they can both get separation. Uh, Christian Kirk to me, uh, in my opinion, is the second best wide receiver in this draft and my 37th best player on this list. 36. I'm going to start moving through some of these a little bit faster. 36. I got Joshua Jackson, the cornerback from Iowa. Uh, at 35, I have Deron Payne, the defensive lineman at Alabama. Uh, looking, looking at Jackson, looking at Payne. 36. Jackson. Uh, I think he has good upside as a cornerback. Uh, you know, to me, he is probably the third or fourth best cornerback in this draft but a guy that uh, I've seen enough game tape on that uh, I feel pretty good that he should, he should be somewhat effective, uh, at least somewhat effective at the next level. Uh, when I'm going to 35, I'm looking at Deron Payne, the defensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, he is someone that has tremendous upside, certainly not a home run pick, but does have that amazing upside. 34 is actually the guy who I ranked my biggest steal of the draft. Uh, potentially I think this guy will be the biggest deal of the draft, and that is Stanford tight end Dalton Schultz. Uh, I, I don't know any player in college football um, that runs the option route as well as this guy. Uh, what what I like so much about Dalton Schultz is, to me, he looks like a carbon copy of Jason Witten, the way he plays. Uh, when you want to talk about uh, how he uses leverage, not only on blocks, but also also sinking into routes as well uh dalton you know has i think he's a great receiver probably probably one of the top you know two best blockers in the draft and a complete tight end to me doesn't really have you know much of a weakness in his game i think he's strong enough to make those contested catches and uh the guys just really fluid and like the way that he runs uh so that's 34 dalton schultz 33 is mike McGlinchey. Uh, I do believe that Mike McGlinchey. Um, I, I'm not that high on this year's class of offensive tackles, but uh, I do think Mike McGlinchey um, has has a great upside. Uh, I don't. He's certainly not going to be, in my opinion, the player that his teammate Quinton Nelson is going to be. Uh, but uh, I do think McGlinchey does have a high upside. My concern with him is that I'd like to see him put on more mass. Uh, right now, you know, in the lower in the lower body, he's he's a little bit slimmer than I'd like to see for an offensive tackle. Moving on to 32, that's Justin Reed, the younger brother of Eric Reed. Uh, Justin plays from Stanford, and like his brother, he's a safety. When I looked at Eric on tape, and I looked at Justin on tape, college tape, I actually thought Justin looked like the better player just by a hair. And Eric Reed has made a few Pro Bowls. I think Justin Reed could also be one of the biggest draft steals in this class. Uh, so I'm moving now to 31. 31 is going to be Billy Price. Uh, the center slash guard from Ohio State. Billy, what's, uh, so great about him as an offensive lineman? Number one, he's highly intelligent. Uh, he plays extremely aggressive and he can play any position, uh, any position on the interior offensive line. Uh, in college, he switched back and forth between, uh, right guard, uh, left guard and center. Uh, He played his last year at center, but a lot of of his, most of his career before that, uh, he was switching between, you know, left and right guard, and in every position he was in, he was truly, truly dominant. And my number 30 biggest, or number 30 best player available on my big board is going to be Hayden Hurst, the tight end from South Carolina, the number one tight end in this draft class. Uh, he is the consensus number one tight end, but also Steve the Scout says he is the number one tight end. Why is that? Because Hayden can do a variety of different things. He's a, he's a tremendous blocker, very, very strong hands, powerful, runs, runs with a great aggression, and also a terrific burst. Um, and, he can make, um, and he can make really all the catches, and he is a complete tight end. There are some tight ends in this class that have weaknesses. Uh, Mike Isecki, um, you know, as I mentioned before, great, great option, great deep threat, but he has some holes in his game. To me, Hayden Hurst is a pretty complete player at the tight end position. All right, reviewing players 39 through 30. Rashawn Evans, the linebacker from Alabama, my 39th best prospect. Number 38 was Rashad Penny, the running back from San Diego State. Number 37 was Christian Kirk from Texas A&M, wide receiver. 36 was Joshua Jackson, the cornerback from Iowa. 35 was Daron Payne uh, from Alabama, the defensive tackle. 34 was was Dalton Schultz, the tight end from Stanford. 33 was Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. 32 was Justin Reed, the safety from Stanford. And 31 was Billy Price. And 30, and Billy Price is a guard slash center. And number 30 was Hayden Hurst, the tight end from South Carolina. Continuing on with players 29 through 20. So my 29th best NFL prospect in the draft is safety Ronnie Harrison from Alabama. The other safety from Alabama, we got Minka Fitzpatrick, who will be up later on this list, but do not underestimate this guy. Ronnie Harrison is a plug-and-play guy that you can put in your lineup, I believe, from day one and have success with him. What I like about Ronnie is he is great, great defending the deep ball, terrific in coverage, and is a very, very hard hitter. Uh, not only that, his game to me at this point it looks a lot more complete compared to some of the other safeties in this class. And uh, I will say that there are some more safeties on here because that is definitely one of the top positions in this year's draft, in my opinion. Number 28 is Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver from Alabama. I don't think he is a number one wide receiver, but he can be a very high end number two. Uh, Ridley gets great separation, has great speed, can beat you over the top, natural pass catching hands, and the best wide receiver in this draft class. Yes, he is the consensus best wide receiver, but I truly think he is the best wide receiver with Christian Kirk not too far behind him. Uh, at 27, we have offensive guard Isaiah Wynn, uh, someone that I talked about as uh, someone that, you know, some teams may, but. Be- Say may potentially want to play him at tackle because they feel he has the body of a tackle, but this is a guy that he's only 6'2", 6'3". Um, I think you got to play him at guard, and he's a very athletic guard with a lot of upside. Uh, to me, he's someone that uh, you know he continues to work and improve. Uh, he's definitely got, got a lot of potential to be successful. Number 26 is uh, Jair Alexander, the cornerback from Louisville. Uh, not a guy that's going to be the most aggressive tackling cornerback But definitely someone uh, that is a good cover corner, has length, and, uh, you know, I believe is going to have a good career in the NFL. At number 25, we got Darius Geis, the running back from LSU. Some people have him as the second best running back in this draft. Uh, I am a big fan of Darius Geis, but I do think he's going to be. Uh, I rank him actually as my fourth best running back, but to be honest, you know, two, three, and four, you know, it can really go either way, but he is my fourth right now. We got to remember with Darius Geis is that he wasn't, a lot of the game tape uh, is the most, some of the more recent one, he wasn't always running full speed because uh, he was still dealing with some injury issues. But what I like about Darius is he is a, he is a contact running back, a guy that, that is a bruiser, um, he proclaims that for himself, he wants to run with that Marshawn Lynch style. Uh, I definitely see that a little bit when I watch him run. But what I do like about Darius is that his vision is absolutely outstanding, and he often makes runs that should be a yard into five- or six-yard runs. So uh, like Darius Geist, number four is Leighton Van Der Esch, the linebacker from Boise State, uh, a guy that's highly instinctive, um, plays with a high motor and you can put him you know, all put them all over the field, and the guy does have good, very good sideline to sideline range. Uh, you definitely see him, you know, kind of go for the home run tackle and sometimes miss it, but when he hits it, he hits it. And uh, I think this guy definitely has good upside to be a good pro in the NFL. Number 23 is um, a guy that that if he lives up to his potential, could be one of the best players in the draft, uh, and that is Taven Bryan. The defensive lineman from Florida. Uh, this guy has, this guy has, I'm telling you, he has pass rush ability that is very special for a defensive tackle. Uh, he is not, he is not a finished product. He still has, to conti- he still has to continue to work on some things, but, uh, the guy's an athlete and someone that really has a high upside if he continues to work on his game. And number 22 is a quarterback and that is Lamar Jackson, the quarterback from Louisville. Look. I've mentioned this time and time again. I believe his accuracy issues actually can be corrected to a degree. He throws from a very narrow base. Once he fixes that, based on the way his throwing mechanics look look right now, I think he's going to be a more accurate passer. What I like about him, obviously we know about the run game, but it's also it's the way he runs with the football. Um, he is truly a guy that can beat you with his arm. And takes off when it makes sense to take off. So uh, I I do believe that he is a bit of a calculated runner as well. So I definitely like that. The guy can beat you with his arm. Definitely has some work to do. But Lamar Jackson can totally end up changing a franchise if he lives up to his potential. And number 21 is one of the biggest steals of the draft. And that is Jesse Bates from Wake Forest. This guy is a game-changing safety. I have a feeling he's going to go in the second round, but he really should go in the first. The guy's upside is tremendous, uh, and I would say the best safety in the draft outside of Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James. And number 20 is someone else that has, in in my opinion, a ridiculous amount of upside, and that is Maurice Hurst. Just like Taven Bryan, here is another guy at the defensive tackle position that, uh, not a finished product. But the upside, to me, is pretty outrageous, actually. So uh, definitely watch out for Maurice Hurst and Taven Bryan. Uh, those guys have just have tremendous upside. And both of them can get to the quarterback and be, and be effective in the run game. Where Taven Bryan needs to improve the most is in the run game. Uh, I think Maurice Hurst is a little more of a complete player. But uh, definitely watch out for both of those guys and hope Maurice. Um, d- everything is going well for him, as we know he has been having some heart issues there. So I'm now going to give you a recap of these uh, these last 10 picks, and then we'll move on to picks number 19 through 10. All right, reviewing those players again, 29 through 20. 29, safety, Ronnie Harrison, Alabama. 28, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Alabama. 27, Isaiah Wynn, the guard from Georgia. 26, Jair Alexander, the quarterback from Louisville. 25, Darius Geis, running back from LSU. 24, Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker from Boise State. Number 23, defensive tackle slash defensive lineman Taven Bryan from Florida. 22 is Lamar Jackson, the quarterback from Louisville. 21 is Jesse Bates, the Wake Forest safety. And number 20 is Maurice Hurst, the defensive lineman tackle from Michigan. We am, I am now going to give you players nineteen through ten, and uh, this is uh, this is going to turn some heads, and it should because listen to me, I believe that everything you read on a lot of the a lot of the stuff you read out there it 's people saying the same stuff over and over again but uh, i don't i don 't believe that um, some players in the top twenty um, some of the players in the top twenty are ranked much higher on a lot of other people 's lists but I, I truly feel i 've watched a lot of game tape. On all these players that I'm mentioning, and it's taken a lot of time to really evaluate them. But I'll tell you, uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, these next 19 players will have good careers in the NFL. They're not, they're, they're not all home run picks, but a lot of them certainly are. And uh, the ones that are home run picks, I'm going to tell you. All right, players 19 through 10. At number 19, we got offensive guard Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez is a workout fiend. The guy, the guy from everything I see on social media and everything I read, uh, the guy is obsessed with working out, also takes good care of his body, the second best guard in this draft, a mauler and a guy that can also play with finesse and really has tremendous power. Will Hernandez is pretty close uh, to an NFL home run pick. Now, I wouldn't say he is definitely a home run pick. Um, I see a couple flaws in his game, but man, I'm telling you, he is pretty close. Now when I go to number 18, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, the quarterback from UCLA. A lot of people have him ranked higher, but I believe there are quarterbacks that have a higher upside than him. So at 18, that is the ranking I give Josh Rosen. What I like about Rosen is the guy has, has great, great overall mechanics. When you want to talk about, uh, just being able, just being comfortable inside the pocket, um, stepping up and throwing the football with touch and accuracy, Medium, short, and deep ball range uh, and accuracy. He's got all of it. Can throw with anticipation. There's a lot to like about Josh. I just don't believe that he has the same upside as some of these other quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, moving on to number 17, Frank Ragnow. A guy that's not, even, that's not even recognized on a lot of top 50 and 100 lists out there. But let me just say this. Uh, Frank Ragnow is is, you know, if you forget the fact that he was injured and just go back and look before he was injured, the guy the guy was the best center, arguably, in college football. When you want to go to pro football focus and look at his stats, I mean, they're absolutely, they're absolutely outstanding. When I read it, I believe, and I did mention this in another show, but I think it was about 400 snaps that he took, and there was only like four 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 QB hurries. Uh, you know, that to me is pretty impressive. He also did go against good competition, which makes it even more impressive. And just looking at Frank on tape, the, the guy really, to me, is a complete center and a guy that I am saying is going to be a home run pick at the next level. Number 16 is Sam Darnold, another quarterback, the quarterback from USC. He's not in my top 10. I told you that Sam Darnold Um, if he reaches his potential, may potentially have the highest upside of any quarterback in this draft. And I go by, I go by what I see on game tape. If he can do some of the stuff that I saw on game tape in the NFL that he did at a high level, he's going to be a, a very good quarterback in that league. But I don't think he's NFL ready. And he is, to me, not a home run pick. Here's why. He has a lot of mechanical issues. He has to clean up He makes a lot of bad decisions. When you look at his 12 interceptions last the other year, um, you know most of those interceptions came because he was throwing the ball off his back foot. Uh, He was throwing it. He was throwing into traffic and throwing into you know there was a time when there was two guys and two receivers in the end zone and five defenders and he still threw it there even though he had time. And I saw a lot of those kind of plays. But those are things he can clean up. Um, Sam Darnold has a tremendously high upside. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, um, in my opinion, you know, a good player year one. I think it's going to take him a few years, but a tremendous upside. And if he reaches his upside uh, without any question worth a top 10 pick, uh, I just think at this point, based on uh, some of these things he has to clean up, I rank him a little bit lower than that. Moving on to number 15 is a home run pick, a sleeper, Sonny Michelle, the, ru- the running back from Georgia. Sonny Michelle has it all. Uh, when you want to talk about just having having good vision, running with tenacity, um, has has good game speed, doesn't have elite uh, home run speed, but there's just a lot to like about Sonny Michel. Uh, outside of the fact that, you know, I don't know how involved he'll be in the screen game, but as a just complete running back, uh, I definitely think there is a lot to like about him. Good vision, runs tough, and uh, someone that after watching a lot of game tape on, I think is gonna have a good career at the next level. My 14th, my 14th best prospect in the draft is linebacker Roquan Smith from Georgia. When I look at Roquan, I see a lot of Levante David and Roquan. Uh, Levante David, the linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, he's I think one year he's gotten double-digit sacks, but you know he is he's always flying all over the field, um, and and he's someone just like Roquan. Can line up in a 3-4 or 4-3 and just based on his raw speed, uh, can, play, can play a number of different positions. Uh, middle linebacker and outside linebacker. Roquan gives you that same, that same versatility there. And I think just Roquan's game speed, athleticism, and hustle, he's going to be a good pro. Moving on to number 13, my 13th best prospect is offensive guard and center James Daniels from Iowa. I am saying that when you want to look at uh, a guy that can play the guard in the center position and do it better than anyone in the draft, this is the guy. Uh, James Daniels is the the most athletic interior offensive lineman in this draft, potentially. Quentin Nelson's definitely up there, but man, James Daniels is a terrific athlete. Quick out of a stance, fluid, mobile hips, a natural bender, Uh, a lot to like about James Daniels. And he is my thirteenth best prospect in this draft. Moving on to number twelve, another sleeper pick. I don't know how you, pe- I don't know how people are sleeping on him, but the running back from USC, Ronald Jones, to me is the real deal. When I look at Ronald Jones, there there is a lot to like. I actually, when you, when you want to look at the style of running, very similar to Kareem char to uh, what is his name, Jamal Charles. Sorry, very similar to Jamal Charles and uh, very similar type very similar style of running, I think he can make an impact to the next level, and someone who I am predicting as a home run pick number eleven is Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State, an undersized cornerback but Den- but Denzel does it all has has terrific coverage skills uh, and, uh, an elite tackler, an elite athlete, plays hard, and uh, I think is going to be is going to be capable. Of covering those bigger receivers in the NFL. It's something that uh, I think he may struggle with at first. But, uh, you know, it's something that I think he's eventually going to be able to do. All right, recapping that for you. At number 19, we have Will Hernandez, the guard from University of Texas, El Paso. Number 18, we got Josh Rosen. 17, we got Frank Ragnow, the center from Arkansas. Number 16, we got Sam Donald, cornerback from USC. Number 15, Sonny Michelle, running back from Georgia. 14, Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. Number 13, we got James Daniels, the center slash guard from Iowa. I think he's going to be a better center. And number 12, we got Ronald Jones, the running back from USC. A guy that is a home run pick and a sleeper pick. And to me, a very similar comparison to Jamal Charles, uh, just looking at him. At number 11, uh, we have Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State. And that is the recap. And now I'm going to move on to my 10 best prospects in the 2018 NFL Draft. Okay, so now I'm giving you the 10 best prospects of the 2018 NFL Draft. I always say this. Go back a few years from now, look at look at the top ten people on other people's draft boards, and there definitely will be some overlap here, and then look at mine because I'm telling you these guys here, I believe all of them are going to make a big impact to the next level and I'm going to start off with my tenth best prospect of the draft. I rank him one spot ahead of Denzel Ward, making him my best cornerback in this year's draft, Mike Hughes from the University of Central Florida. The guy, I believe, is not getting looked at as much because he only has one year uh, of one one year or so of really solid playing experience at the cornerback position. The guy actually used to play quarterback in some other positions, but let me tell you this. Watching the game tape between him and Denzel Ward, it's really tough to say which one's better, but uh, I do give the advantage um, to Mike Hughes slightly. Uh, I just think Mike Hughes is going to be a complete... Lockdown corner, still an undersized corner like Denzel Ward, but um, the guy has the ability and athleticism and twitch, I believe, to stay with any receiver uh, at the N- at the NFL level. And I really, true, I truly mean that. I believe this guy is going to be a special, special player and a draft steal because I don't think he's going to be taken uh, probably until later in the first round, maybe early second. But uh, everything about Mike Hughes has got fluid hips, great change of speed, direction. Um, and you know, is a guy that I believe can mirror pretty much any cornerback or I'm sorry, any wide receiver in the NFL. Number nine, I am backtracking a little bit because to me, I I was not sure about this guy at first because he was just so raw. And sometimes for me, you can be too raw that I just wonder how well, how good you can do at the next level. But, uh, his, his ability is just too ridiculous And um, there comes a point uh, when I just believe your ability is so outrageous uh, that, you know, and and if you can see potential there and know that this player can work in that potential, they can be a special, special player. And Marcus Davenport, my ninth best prospect in the draft, can be that player. Marcus Davenport, you know, when you want to talk about just um, upside as an edge rusher, he may have the most upside as and edge rusher of anyone in the draft, and I truly mean that. Uh Marcus Davenport, uh, my criticism of him is that, you know, he plays like a wild man and doesn't have a game plan, but he just really needs to be coached for a few years. You know, he could even come in his first year and be dominant. I mean, he's just got that kind of raw ability, but uh, he plays very high, which gets him in trouble uh, quite a bit. And I mean, you know, standing high, not smoking high, just FYI, so... Marcus Davenport um, plays, you know, plays with with a high base, and to me, but to me, Davenport definitely is a guy that if he works on it, he can he can he can be a huge huge star at the next level. Number eight is Baker Mayfield, the cornerback from Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield, I believe, is the best quarterback in this draft. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Here's why. Baker Mayfield, when you want to look at short to medium range accuracy, he's number one. Deep ball accuracy, yeah. I got to give that to Josh Rosen. But also, when you look at him play from the pocket, it is, I'm telling you, there is a lot of similarities with Russell Wilson. Here's why. Russell Wilson is an athletic, scrambling quarterback who's undersized, who has pinpoint accuracy, amazing touch. And he runs, cal- and his runs are always calculated. Baker Mayfield is the same way. He is not a run-first quarterback. He is, he is a guy that can drop back in the pocket and kill you that way. Uh, look, at, look at some of his games against elite college defenses where, where he was sitting in the pocket a lot. I'm telling you, uh, just watching an entire game of him and just watching the throws that he's making, he throws with the best accuracy, the best touch. He may have the best ability to extend plays. Uh, You know, I mean, obviously you got guys like Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, but Baker Mayfield really is is great at at improvising and, and extending plays that way. And to me, a complete, complete quarterback who, although some people don't think he's NFL ready, I'm telling you he is, and I'm also telling you he will, in fact, be the best quarterback in this draft. Now, moving on to number seven, Vita Vea. Defensive tackle from Washington. When I watched this guy on tape, he constantly was collapsing the pocket. That that was the predominant thing that I saw. This guy was collapsing the pocket. Again, like some other prospects, you know, he's still a bit raw. Uh, I saw him play, you know, too tall at times, and definitely got him into trouble. But uh, I don't think this is going to be Danny Shelton. Uh, I really think this is going to be a defensive tackle that truly can dominate at the next level. When I look at Vea. Uh, he he's been great against the run game. Can collapse the pocket. Vitavea should definitely dominate at the next level. Uh, number six is a home run can't miss prospect, and actually Vitavea was as well. He is also a home run can't miss prospect. Vitavea's up, upside is so ridiculous, and I always like I said I always go back to the tape. To me, the tape showed me this guy is going to be a monster at the next level. Uh, So to me, Vita Vea is a home run pick. Uh, And and there's only really about 10 to 15 guys in this draft that I feel without question are going to be good at the next level. He's one of them. Uh, Number six is Bradley Chubb, edge rusher from North Carolina State. Bradley Chubb's ideal fit is going to be as a 4-3 defensive end. Uh, I think, you know, he can certainly stand up, but he's he's a big guy. Uh, I'd like to see him play with his hand in the dirt, I think a 4-3 scheme fits him best. Certainly can still play as a 3-4, but definitely like to see him as a 4-3. The best pure pass rusher in this draft, uh, when you want to look at any linebacker or, or, any, or, or any defensive lineman, he is the most polished of them all. He's NFL ready, and a guy that can come in the league and within year one have double-digit sacks. This guy, if he stays healthy, I believe can have a Hall of Fame career. The best defensive lineman in this draft and someone that uh, just offers great versatility in the fact that he is a great pass rusher, knows how to finish quarterbacks, but also is tremendous against the run. Bradley Chubb also, there's a lot to like about his natural mechanics. He plays with a great bend, has a variety of pass rush moves, and can beat you in a lot of different ways. So that is Bradley Chubb, my sixth best player in the draft. Now moving on to the top five. So here are the top five players in the 2018 NFL draft. Number five, Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety from Alabama. I believe that Minka Fitzpatrick, because I put Bradley Chubb number six and I put Fitzpatrick number five. I believe Fitzpatrick is just a slight bit better at his position than Bradley Chubb is. And that's, it's a very slight difference, uh, and it's so marginal that I could be wrong on it, but I rank him one spot higher because uh, I believe Micah Fitzpatrick is the total package in terms of the versatility that he can play. Uh, when you look at Fitzpatrick, he's about 6'1 to 6'2, can play any position in the secondary, either of the safety positions, slot or nickel corner, uh, a tremendous blitzer, uh, great, great against the run game, can be used, as I said, in blitzing uh, against the pass as well. And he is just a guy that also can play the, a linebacker position as well. He's a strong guy for a safety, can move all over the field, and also a tremendous ball hawk as well. When you want to talk about a, a complete player in the secondary, this guy is about as good as it gets. And Minka Fitzpatrick is my fifth best player in the 2018 NFL Draft. Number four is Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker from Virginia Tech. Tremaine Edmonds is ridiculous, and Tremaine Edmonds is also one of the very, very most versatile players in the draft. He can play he can play any position on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it, well, he can play any any position in the front seven except defensive tackle. You want to line him up at defensive end. Middle linebacker or outside linebacker, uh, and a guy that can do those responsibilities well, that's Tremaine Edmonds. I mostly saw him line up over the middle and take on those middle linebacker responsibilities, but his upside as an edge rusher is just absolutely ridiculous. And I believe if you want to talk about a guy that can come in and play middle linebacker, he's definitely the best one in this draft, because I just saw him go sideline to sideline. And what was really impressive about Tremaine Edmonds is uh, I don't remember, you know, It's it's been a few years since I remember seeing a, def- a defensive player um, create so much havoc uh, in the backfield on run plays. There there must have literally been, on, on all the tape that I saw of him, I don't know, a good 7, 10, 12 times where I'm watching this guy just absolutely blow up a play way in the backfield. Uh, you know, he's stuffed, you know, he has the upside to stuff the run, And as I said, has tremendous upside as an edge rusher. Now moving on to my top three best players. My third best player in the draft is the best defensive player in the draft, in my opinion, and the most versatile player in the draft, and a guy that is a home run, can't miss prospect, just like Minka Fitzpatrick, just like Tremaine Edmonds, just like Bradley Chubb, all these guys in Vita Vea, uh, you know, pretty much all these guys I'm mentioning, for the most part, are can't-miss prospects. And Derwin James is that. But Derwin James, like Minka Fitzpatrick, gives you incredible versatility. And in my, in my opinion, just a little bit more. Uh, and what makes Derwin James um, so versatile and so special as a player, and I'm going to spend more time on this because he is the best defensive player in the draft, in my opinion. And when I look at Derwin James, I look at a guy like Fitzpatrick has the athleticism to play every position in the secondary. When you want to look at change of direction speed, I believe Derwin James has an advantage over Minka Fitzpatrick. Derwin James is the, is the more physical player, I believe, although Minka Fitzpatrick is still one of the most physical players that you'll see in the draft. But Derwin James is, <laughs> is the most, maybe the most physical safety I've seen in a few years. Um, when you want to talk about a guy that can totally destroy your running game, he's, he's, the, best sa- he's the best safety prospect, run-stuffing safety prospect that I've seen in a number of years. Uh, the guy has just elite speed. There's a game of him against Louisville. He actually took down Lamar Jackson from behind. Uh, and I'm talking about fully chased him down. And when you look at Derwin James and evaluate him, can play every position in the secondary, can play middle linebacker or outside linebacker, a hard hitter, and a guy that will be the vocal and emotional leader of your defense. So now I am going to move on to my two best players in the draft. And I did have a bit of a hard time deciding between number one and number two. But once I tell you number two, I think you're going to know who number one is. My second best player in the draft is offensive guard Quentin Nelson. In my professional opinion the best offensive line prospect in a good 5 years or so at any position on the offensive line a can't miss prospect and i would say the easiest player in the draft to make an evaluation on there's li- there's literally i just he, to me the guy has no holes in his game uh, he has and, and let me just let me just say this just as this is one of the most incredible things that I, that, that i see from quentin nelson and something that's not really talked about the time when Nelson will actually lose the leverage battle, because I've seen him lose the leverage battle a couple of times, it doesn't matter. Low man wins does not work against Quentin Nelson. Um, and I believe he's going to come in the league and within maybe his first or even his second year, um, will make the Pro Bowl and eventually will be the best guard in the NFL, I think. You'll see Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin, uh, and you know some other, some other guys, definitely Brandon Scherf, but I think Quentin Nelson is going to be the best of, of that bunch, and to me, a guy that should be a starter for the next 10 years, and uh, if he plays any, anything like I've seen on college tape, and there's no reason not to think so, this is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and potentially one of the best offensive linemen in the history of the NFL, and I truly mean that. Quinton Nelson is a special, rare talent. There's a reason why some teams are talking about taking him in the top two to three picks, as an offensive guard, go back, go back and watch the tape. Don't just read what people say, but actually watch Nelson's tape. It's scary. I mean, this guy, this guy literally is a road grader, and he's not one of those. Although he's a road grader, plays with a lot of finesse, fluid hips, great movement. Um, you know, has has a, has one of the best reach blocks I've ever seen, uh, and just a guy like I said, he's a can't miss prospect. So that brings me to my number one player in the draft. And I think because I haven't named this player yet, you got to know who it is, and that is running back Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Uh, a physical running back, maybe not the most physical in the draft, um, but he is he is without question the best from from every from everything. Look, there, I believe there's going to be other really good running backs in this draft. Ronald Jones and Sonny Michelle. I think those guys are can't miss prospects, but Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft he is he is the most electric he, he he is the most electric playmaker that we could see in the NFL within the first few years. Uh, when you want to talk about versatility, uh, although I don't think he's going to be used that much on the kickoff game, maybe he will a little bit, but the guy has tremendous versatility as a as a kick and punt returner. But when you want to look at his ability as a running back, the guy blasts through the line of scrimmage with more tenacity. I mean, it, it's literally, when you watch him attack the line of scrimmage, it, it's, it's, um, it's amazing to watch. And his ability to stop and start uh, and change direction, um, it, it's, it's really, really a rare thing to watch. Saquon Barkley is a complete running back, has, every, has everything you're looking for, in my opinion, the best player in this draft. Look, the guy, not only, not only that, he is a great blocker, a great receiver, and when you compare him to Todd Gurley and you compare him to Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I think Todd Gurley may run a little more aggressive, Um, but when 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 you look at their overall college tape, look at the tape of Zeke, look at the tape of Todd, and look at the tape of Saquon. Saquon, to me, looks like the best player, and I believe he is going to be the best running back in the NFL. All right, guys, next time on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast... We are going to have the general manager mock draft 2.0 where I go and I play the role of GM for all 32 teams. And I'm going to pick the player that that team, not who I think they will pick, but who I think they should pick based on who I think will be available and what is going to be best for that team. Until next time, I'm Steve the Scout signing off.